Can I get a soul clap? You know how we do it. <laughs> we back. I want to welcome you to the Corner Convo, episode 87, Abasi. Yeah. Can you, can you confirm that for me? 87. Right. 87? Episode 87. Okay, 87. Yep. <laughs> a corner like thousands of others across the country. It's the place to go if you want to be seen. And to a lot of folks, it's the information center of the neighborhood. Our job <laughs> is to spark somebody else watching us. We, we might not be the ones, but let's not be selfish. And because we're not going to change the world, let's not talk about how we should change my name is A-M-O-N. I want to welcome you to the Corner Convo. Uh, wherever you are at in the world, we want to thank you for uh, pulling up on the corner. You know? Absolutely. We are in a very special space today. But before I get there, let me tell you who I am. I'm one of the baddest motherfuckers of all time. One of the best singers and one of the best looking motherfuckers you've ever seen. Hold my drink, bitch. Who's sure. <laughs> Say hello to the host first. Respect the host. Next up, next up, we got my boy A-B in the building. What's good, A.B.? How you feeling, baby? I'm about to be on some real murder shit, eh? I'm telling you, man. Any nigga that ever looked at me wrong owes me money. How much? Or ever said any jealous bullshit about me is fucking dead. You understand what the fuck I'm saying, eh? They're fucking dead, man. I'm okay with that. Tad, you got to do certain shit. (laughs) (laughs) And if you looking at the camera right now, I got a brother in the building, man, that everybody should know. Absolutely. Brother Larry, you just going to sit there or you going to say something? I ain't leaving because I'm no <laughs> ways tired like James Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> y'all ain't had enough for me, so I have to say all this. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. That's what's up. That's what's y'all up. Y'all just going to have something I can't have that? No, that's, <laughs> you know, that's my bad. I, I drop down like bird. Okay. All right. You know, I ain't want to say that. That's bird, biggie. Man. Say what you want out here, man. You oh, can say what shit. you want out here. Uh, typically, I gotta ask everybody how was their week, man. Let's let's start with you, Larry. You you knew, hey, man. It was great, man. You know, besides the snow that's coming right now, that's happening right now. I don't like snow, rain, cold, or anything like that. Eighty degrees and better, and no clouds in the sky. But other than that, you great. In the wrong week. city, brother. I know. Shit, we both in the wrong city. That's why I be in Vegas so much? I that's, that's my second favorite story. city to visit, right there, too, though. New Orleans and Vegas, my two favorite in, uh, in America, bro. Period. Yeah. What's well, up? What, what happened to you this week? Work. You hate That's work. That's it. Of course I do. Hmm. Of course I'm checking out as soon as possible. You know that. I find every excuse and reason not to go. When they make me go, I don't do anything. See what I'm saying? <laughs> I hope they don't hear this. You know how they oh, doing no, nowadays. Hey, I tell them to their face, though, brother. Don't oh, worry okay. about it. Y'all ain't get shit out of me tonight. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> the week was short, though. It was. Short between the two shows. It was, it was. very, very short. Why was that? Uh, that's because this is a busy man to my left, man. You know, this is the only day he said, hey, man, you know, either you take it or leave it. Get in where you fit in. Pause. I didn't. I didn't make the appointment. They did. <laughs> I had to do what they told me to do. Uh, so, so now they tell you what to do. They did it based off my schedule. Okay. All right. Well, you know, we appreciate your time. <laughs> Makes sense. Absolutely. I appreciate y'all having me. For real. For real. All right. Let's uh, let's start here in Chicago, man. You know, uh, nothing nothing happens in the world before it happens in Chicago. We are the trendsetters, and you know, the corner combo is the streets. Damn, we the number one for a reason. Hello. Uh, did you see that University of Chicago students demand? Uh, that they give them one billion dollars for reparations. Yeah, Dang. yeah, a billion. I don't see a problem with that. I mean, when you have big entities and you know big establishments that come and build and continue to build, they push people out of their homes. They and then after a certain point, you, they don't even sell the, the area around that big property to certain people. 
I see it out west all the time. You know, it it, 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 it kills me. People say, I'm leaving the west side and this and this and that. It's so bad. Yo, white folks are moving in by the groves. Right. That's not an accident. Mexicans are moving in by the groves. That's not an accident. While y'all leaving, they coming in. But the south side is a little different. That's a business. You know, they're helping people. They have, they have contributed to the community uh, a lot. Programs, things like that. But, yeah, if they asking for some money, give it to them. Why not? Well, they say that's how you beautify the neighborhood. All this shit the city talking about beautifying and putting meetings in the middle of the street and painting stuff on walls. Nah, invest that money back in the hood, bro. Yeah, I mean they they're basically saying that y'all owe us some more money that you haven't done enough for that particular community, right? And then I think about how many black students actually go to the University of Chicago. It has to be less than five percent, actually probably close to three, to be honest with you. Um, so that three percent is asking for a bill. Who are they asking it for though? For the community. Thank you. That's all about. So, what you think? Oh, hey, I, I think they need to get it, man. But what they do is they give us just a little bit, they, and they mm. give you a little bit to fail, uh, unfortunately. Right. A little bit to fail. Can you uh, expand on that a little bit? So that goes with a T-shirt. They, so, I basically, like if you ask for $100, they may give you $1, right? And you still need $99. But they'll give you that $1, but knowing that that $1 is not going to be enough, and eventually you're going to fail. Does that make sense? No, I get it. So Absolutely. In, in business, that's kind of you know what happens to a lot of business people. Well, you you are a businessman. You are a businessman. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about your business. Can you tell the world and the public what it, exactly it is that you do? Who the hell is Larry Roberts? Yeah. I'm Laro. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've been cutting hair for 36 years, man, and um, I um, man, I'm a celebrity barber. I've uh, cut hair for. Um, basketball, baseball players. Yeah, look, I got you, bro. Yeah, yeah no, basketball don't, don't, players. Don't get in between this man's legs, man. Yo. <laughs> basketball players, <laughs> baseball, <laughs> football players, people in um, you know, people in the music industry, people in Hollywood. Man, I, I've done it all, man. So it's man, I love cutting hair. I'm one of the coldest barbers in the world. So talk say that shit. shit. Say yeah, that shit. shit. Yeah, no, I mean, I just I was trying to find the best way to let you know, like, yeah, that's really so truth. humble. With it. <laughs> so humble with it's it. It's a pole dog don't wag the own tail, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you what, people are more I'm faithful okay to the barbers than you are the actual spouses and mates, bro. Absolutely, true. You know what I'm saying it's, 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 it's wild. It's, it's wildly true, though. Period. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've been with my barber, which is a small world. We just came in and talked a little bit. We'll spout that a little bit later on. I've been with my barber since like fucking 16 years old. Now he's my son's barber as well. We just yes. don't leave. I just got through talking about that. <laughs> Period. I just got through talking about that, bro. Hmm. So it's, it's a never-ending business. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, we are the oldest profession. Do you know what the red, white, and blue barber pole stand for? Anybody? I don't. Yeah, please let me in. Blue the is red. for the Crips in Los Angeles. No, no, no. <laughs> the red no. is for Christmas and Santa. No. <laughs> The white because no. the white man tried to take it from the black. No, no, no say that for real. <laughs> the red stand for blood. The blue stand for veins. The white stand for bandages. And the ball underneath the bottom is called a bassin. So we used to be doctors and dentists. We did minor surgeries back in the day. It was later on in the 1800s when they separated the professions and made a doctor a doctor, a dentist a dentist, and our professional name is a tonsoral artist. So basically, man, what we do is very, very important. We are economy proof. We are very essential. Um, Whatever they say yeah. that we're not, you know what I'm saying? Despite what they're saying, we are very essential to the world and what's happening right now. Like so. Swiss Army knives. Y'all yeah. just got everything and do everything. Absolutely. Can you say that name again? The actual term again? Tonsoro artist. Tonsoro. Yeah. That, that's can you spell that for me? Tonsoro. <laughs> Tonsure. Tonsure. Again, can I get the spelling? Tonsure. T-O-N-S-U-R-E. Do you teach that in your uh, in your school? Absolutely. We teach everything in barber school. We have multiple Thorough. chapters. We teach bacteria. Bacteria. Um, electricity, light therapy. We teach about AIDS, HIV, hepatitis. Did you know you can catch all of that in the barbershop? Yeah, that's why I only fuck with one barber. 
Man. And he, yeah. he may cut the wrong head and fuck me up. Oh, my there God. Mom, I'm that, fucking you up when crazy. I see you. Let's, let's, that's right. Boy. Tinea psychosis, tinea. Uh, man, you, you say what do you call it the back the, the back of people next when it be bumped up? What is that? Because that happens frequently. <laughs> um, you talking about the uh, but somebody be getting the haircut? They have a nice ball the, the, fade. The skittles, the as they call the skittles. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, basically. Uh, nasty, yeah. just nasty. Uh, huh? I'm, I'm going to give you the right terminology for it. It's called uh, folliculitis. Okay. I have to think about it. See, right. I, I, I used to teach. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, yeah, yeah, I'm about to Google that. Used, Somebody Google that for me, please. That's I used correct. to teach full time, but, you know, I have to bring certain things back to my remembrance because I don't teach full time anymore. But well, The more skills you have, the, the more depth it makes you at what the fuck you do. So, I mean, if you were a teacher before and you explained the red, white, and blue and the ball for the barber pole, and if you guys were all that fam, that's, that's tremendous, man. I mean, you embody something that helps the community wherever you set roots or plant roots. Yeah. You, you bring something that helps the community. Uh, in a way, no other, no other person can. You know what I'm saying? Because this is this is like the barbershop. No bullshit. It's, really it's like a safe speakeasy, haven. man. For it's, us. Right. it's really the right. safe. It should be a right. safe haven for the community, right? right? So one of the things that we do teach is we teach posture, we teach professionalism, and I want to teach people to, teach people <laughs> to succeed, right? How to really win in this? Because believe it or not, How to win. a lot of people in this industry are really not winning. You know, I don't know if y'all can understand. I I do. I've, yeah. I've had those conversations with my barber. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people not winning, man. They just going to work every day. You know, they cutting hair. There's no out game. They, they don't pay taxes. They don't have any insurance. Mm-hmm. They don't have a life policy. <laughs> it's true, though. They can't go to the doctor unless they go to the county. I mean, unfortunately, that's what it is. So I'm trying to teach them to come out of those habits to get into something different. More to it. What, what school did you go to? High, let's start in high school. High school, um, Rich Central. Also, uh, South Carolina. Right? Yeah, okay. Fields. Okay, we can't diss. Okay. We, usually, we usually try to diss. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. No, diss it all you want to. I don't like the suburbs. No, it's okay. <laughs> you know? oh, I don't hear what y'all got to say. We, we diss it. Olympia Fields. We don't like the because city. We're, the we're a little oh. arrogant, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So people yeah. say, we're going to call him. Like, man, fuck you. Get up out of here. Yeah, I like <laughs> the city. <laughs> did, did you hoop for them? I play ball. But I, but I, the thing about it is because I was in church, there was a lot of stuff I couldn't play do. Play for Jesus. I played football, basketball, baseball, going out to suburbs, man. We had tennis. We played archery, badminton. Archery. You did exactly. Wow. Well, that's, that's old school back in the day. I'm not Volleyball. The, I ain't dissing the kids today, but back in the day, the likes of us, man, we did every sport imaginable. Yeah, imaginable. Now they just, it really don't happen anymore. Running bases. We played football in the street. Yeah. The wires, man, we did everything, man. So talk about the suburbs all y'all want to because I don't like it. <laughs> I like the city. So also in Chicago, man, we always talk about um, it was several episodes ago where the child, the kids were complaining about the names of their schools. Right. And they thought they, they, the names should be changed. So there was a whole little rollout. Several schools Found out that okay, this guy was a slave owner. He did this, right. thing, he did that to were terrible ancestors people. or whatever. So, uh, what is this Lakeview School? It's a uh, grammar school. They they named it now Harriet Tubman, and that's because of the, the kids. And you went there. I reside up there. Okay. Okay. All right. So you get it right. How you feel right. about that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> Y'all in the room, man. Yeah, it's all good. Um, but yeah, I thought that was cool, right? Um, I think it's a step in the right direction. Uh, it's still not enough. At the end of the day, because no, they, they, they're not even teaching black history in the schools. Of course not. Like, so if I can be honest with you, when I was in school, I was horrible in history class. You <laughs> it know was why? boring, though. You know why? Because it was because false. Because the fact that I didn't want to know, I, I was tired of hearing about everybody else except for our people, right? Right. So 
I graduated now, so guess what? I cheated on my constitution. <laughs> I cheated on everything. I used to have a, I had my Gucci. So when I was in school, I wore suits and ties. You had Gucci in high school? No, I had, yeah. I, I heard wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait, had, wait, I, wait a minute. I, 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 I wait a minute. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had a Gucci portfolio. I had a Fendi portfolio. I had a Louis Vuitton portfolio. This is hilarious, So depending man. on what I had on, I carried each portfolio to go with whatever, right? So anyway, so in my Gucci portfolio, I made it a habit purposely to sit it on my lap. For every class, no right. matter if we had a test or anything going on. Okay. And what I would do is is that I would write a, I would write the answers on a paper, but across this way. Mm. And then I would pull it out so I can be taking my test and look down at my answers. And if the teacher come by, I could push it in my yep. thing with my stomach, yep. right? And then Mr. Smith, for some reason, Mr. Smith always, every time we took a test, Mr. Smith always left the test and the answers to the test in his little um, in his desk because he had a, a, a podium and he right. would leave all his answers right there. in there and he would always go out of class and wouldn't come in class until like 10 minutes after the bell rang and we would always <laughs> we used to get the answers was he black? white he, was white. he wanted y'all to win man and then and then, <laughs> I, had, and then right. I had one of my buddies my buddy he attorney to this day I ain't gonna say his name right. one of my buddies man I used to have to pay him to give me the answers and the way he gave me the Damn. answers I was like look man when you get done taking your test, you got to hurry up so I can make sure I finish my test. I said, so if the answer is A, I need you to put up one. If the answer is B, I need you to put up two. C, three, right. D, four, right? Look at the yeah. cheat code. I'm telling you, man, that's a cheat code. Not, I, I designed all that, man. But I knew not to put each answer down right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I had to jump them up and put some of them wrong, man. So I was cold. I was good in school. The name change is good, man. You know, But back to what Brother Larry said earlier, uh, they give you a dollar if you ask for ten. To get, you ask for hundred to give you one. Yep. Name change is cool, man. But it's like the enough. students are asking for it's for the University of Chicago, boom, that is real. Put that money back in. Yep. That's what we're asking for. Well, can y'all tell me or name any Chicago entertainers from Chicago? Buddy guy. Give me another. Kanye West. Give me another. Rest in peace, uh, Bernie Mac. Give me another. Coco Com- Taylor. Common sense. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole, you know what I mean? <laughs> Jody Wiley. There you go. My really? dad. Jody Wiley is oh, yeah, from yeah, famous about my dad. All of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I say, that, I say that to say this, that, again, this is a Chicago-bred podcast, and I love the fact that these are our, our heroes, and they stayed out south, out west, in Lawndale, when it was it was, it was okay. Hey, yeah, Isaiah Thomas Town, though, right? The greatest yeah. basketball player to ever come out of the fucking yeah. city. <laughs> exactly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, oh, you really can't though. I mean, Nat King Cole. He, <laughs> That's funny. That's how he grew up, though. Yeah, yeah Nat King Cole. He, he grew up on 40th and Vincennes, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. And then my parents lived around there. Like they, I mean, my dad. They lived and went to church, man. Yeah, Randy Green all of Chicago. Yeah. It's like a spider web. It's just connected. It's Cooley disconnected. High. Really? Yeah, my dad went to Cooley High. Was he in the movie? <laughs> no, he wasn't in the movie. Okay, okay. Well, my dad played Oregon for all the greats back in the day, like James Cleveland, Tina <laughs> Walker. My dad played Oregon for all of them back in the day. So you really come from a musical Music family. Yeah, absolutely. And my, my, my great-grandmother is the one that taught my dad. My father have an organ that he had since he's been 13 years old. Okay. And he played the organ for everybody, man. Now, are you trained, or did you just pick it up just because I, of being I can natu- I really naturally can play any instrument. Okay. But what I play professionally is the organ, keyboard, and the drums. And I'm a songwriter. And I want to talk about that when you talk about professional, uh, being a professional musician. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you're in the entrepreneur space. Okay. Right. But music is, is my first love. Right? Yeah, that's my first love. Um, what... What gravitated you to music? What was it? What was yes. that moment for you? My dad told me that when I was in my mom's belly, he he prayed and asked God to let me 
beat musical like he was. You know what I'm saying? But it's like it's just something about music, man. It just do something to me. You know what I'm saying? Great music. Like I mean, I, I like hip hop. I like rap. I like all that music, man. I like country. I like rock. You know, but it, it's, it's something about man. Just like good old gospel music, mm-hmm. man, or good R and B soul music, man. Right. Ain't no like you. the Soul Train days, man. That's that's real music, bro. This little one, two, three little chords and uh, 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 it's so uh, simple. That it's wear so me simple. out, man. It's so simple. That wear me out. That's that the black church back in the day. Like, okay, huh? to go back on that country back in the day. Three chords. No, yeah, that's man, old, but, old church. But, but it had substance to it, though. It had words that really was meaningful. I was sleeping yeah. most of the time in church, so I don't know. A, a lot of good country songs out here, man. Like <laughs> man. my favorite is Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, that love, man. Look, hey, that shit is fire. I wish I wrote it. Yeah, for real, it's a real thing. There are two thousand songs that will come on the radio to make you turn Tennessee whiskey. Your favorite songs, <laughs> knock that shit off, man. Come on. So Abasi <laughs> is a self-proclaimed pianist. Okay. Okay. Every time we're in the studio, he refuses to get in front of the piano. I don't know what's that I about. I don't shuck and jive. I don't know. <laughs> I don't shuck. I don't. Dance I don't know what y'all, about. bro. So, so in case you didn't know, right? He's he's the son of of a pastor as well. Right, son of a minister. There minister, you go. excuse me. Right. What, what is what is your your dad's? My mom. Your mom. What is she? Uh huh. I mean, yeah. I'm saying, what's what's her name? My, oh, her name is Sheila Thompson. Sheila Thompson. Sheila Thompson. Okay. Minister Sheila Thompson. She uh she came up under ministerhood. She came into ministerhood under uh Pastor Ray Berry Hill. I know Pastor Ray Berry. There you go. Yeah. I haven't played at church. There you go. And and is, it, is that the same Berry Hill? Our Berry Hill? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Dad. yeah. So so Ooh. then you you got to know. Uh, I know everybody. My dad. <laughs> okay. Was, let me tell you something. I was I was on the organ when I was. Jeremy, what up? B Hill, what up? What up, Michael? What up? Yeah. You know what? Since y'all talking about music, yeah, you talking about Jeremy? That's Jeremy, the yeah. Mm, Jeremy. Jeremy, Jeremy played drums. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy played drums. Yeah. 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 There you yeah. go. Yeah. That's my man. I know all of them from the West Side. There you go. Yeah. I tell you what. My father played for Milton Bronson. He played for LeBron and Whitley them off of Washington. Milton Bronson them off of Central. All of them. Everywhere. I see you play with a lot of people. Let's go ahead and throw those, you know, your shit. Don't be scared. So I mainly mainly played for Ricky Dillon and New Generation. I played for them forever, man. I got songs on their records and everything. Um, I played for them for like 13 years, man. But I played drums for, you know, behind Albertina Walker. I played... Mm. Um, I had to play for Kurt Franklin before. I played right. with um, who else? Uh, Donald Lawrence. Them, you know, like certain gigs. I played for Stephanie Mills. I've done Color Purple. Tour. My mom, you couldn't tell my mom she wasn't Stephanie Mills when Stephanie Mills was popular. <laughs> couldn't tell her. So nothing. I had the opportunity, man, just to you know play on same stages with a lot of these people and just kind of play with everybody. And you still doing that today? Yeah, and both my nephews play drums professionally too. One of my nephews played drums for LMA, and my okay. other nephew played drums for Khalid. Okay. And then all of my friends who live in LA, they play for everybody from. Justin Timberlake to to Dr. Dre to Snoop Dogg, my boy LT Hutton. Shout out to him. He used to get his hair cut in my basement. Oh, he's a dope producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a dope producer. All of them, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Did right. y'all did y'all catch that versus uh, Tuesday? Music and Anthony Hamilton. Anybody catch uh, yeah, it? I caught a little bit of music? it. Okay. I caught a little bit of it. All right. Uh, what you think? I think that if music can sell the way that he sold, I should have been platinum. You know, <laughs> him live, it's a problem. He's always been that way though. But it's it was it was pretty bad. And you know he was letting the audience sing his shit, which is a testament to he was how, how big your record was. Though. That's no, a flex. no, I, I like that. But he's he's trash. So Neither I, one sounded amazing to me, dog. I would have to give the nod to uh, who won. Uh, Charlene, I had to give the, the nod to Charlene. Charlotte, Anthony Hamilton. Yes, music killed that man, bro. Hit for he killed it. Anthony didn't even sing the right songs. If you had to pick, uh, but he he, sa- he sounded two. so much better. Who gives a fuck? I do. You shouldn't. It's about the fucking hits, bro. They're not there for a live concert. 
Fuck you being. They on stage live. They not. They're on stage live with a live audience. They were, were they having a sing off or playing their hits? They was having a sing off. They were not. And, and you just said music wasn't singing though, right? You can't sing off if one person is singing. He was trying to sing. That shit was no, trash. He, he was flexing. Did you see it? Larry, did you see it? Larry. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> I'm no, enjoying what y'all doing. Which, uh, <laughs> which kind of R&B is really as hell? Which kind of R&B do you prefer? Do you prefer music Soul Child or Anthony Hamilton? You. Cool me? Yeah. I like both of them. I, I got a picture right you, with, with, with <laughs> I, I like both of them. Okay. Like Anthony, Anthony Hamilton, he the man. Music Soul, Soul Child, he the man. I mean, I like all of it. He's been very PC. Who very has the better catalog? I think Anthony Hamilton, right? No. No. No music for sure. Music, music, soul child's first sound the best. I mean, no, just their their, their music, their albums. Who has the music? Yeah, he has better catalog. And Anthony can sing. He's a crooner. Anthony, he create a crooner to death. See, that's what I mean. Yeah, I get you. The type of music that I I, I like music that's really like heartfelt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I like people who can flat footed sing. Right. Well, music ain't that, but yeah. Right. Not people who. You know, you got to use the tune on there and the plug yeah, exactly. in and all that kind exactly. of stuff. You know right. what I'm saying? I come from that. My mama's singer. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, my, my so. mom too. Yeah, that, that's why, again, if you want to have this sing off. There like, are many words that I could sing some <laughs> melody. What you got? That I like to play, and this will show you. Now, don't put no music to it. <laughs> I did all the <laughs> The love I have is true. My show, say hello to the host. <laughs> you don't want respect, the host. <laughs> respect the host. I'm done. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was cool. No, look, what else I found interesting? Uh, Loretta Lynch. She is actually the first black female attorney general in the U.S. history, uh, but she's actually now representing the NFL in that lawsuit uh, with Brian Flores. Good, which is good. Good. Which it's good, good that she's representing the NFL. That she's representing the black uh, guy who you know what I'm saying. Felt no, like no, he no, got no, 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 no. She's representing NFL. All the Shea Whiteys. She's not representing. Uh, oh, I thought you said she was representing the nah. guy who was trying to in do this lawsuit. lawsuit. Mm-hmm. She represented. She represented NFL in this lawsuit. In this lawsuit, yeah, that's still good for her though, man. That no, see, no, see, that's, 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 that's trash. That's pr- exactly. That's Look at the move. That's Look at the move. I wouldn't even do that. So you rather you rather her not get the bag. Yeah, so you rather her not not get the bag, bro? And then who says she gonna get that instead of give one hundred percent for the NFL? No, wait, well, wait a minute. I think we're misconstruing what he's saying. She is representing the, the NFL, NFL, not NFL. Brian not. Flores. But she's gonna know how much the NFL really has. She gonna get that pay. Oh, okay. So he gonna win a lawsuit. Thank you. But okay, that makes sense. All okay. right, I I just think with all he of the. Go get paid. Pay. All of the initiatives mm. that they're trying to put in place for the for the NFL, right? It's a drop in the it bucket, bro. Super disrespectful when Janae Ayinko was singing, and then the next lady came up. They didn't even put her name in that. Uh, her name <laughs> <laughs> on the uh, the teletron or whatever for the jumbotron. They probably didn't know it. <laughs> but again, they wouldn't do that shit. The Super Bowl, right? They wouldn't do that shit to Billy Joe. Today. They wouldn't do that shit to Bon you know who Billy Joe Jovi. Is. You know who Bon Jovi right? is, though. Anybody Guns and Roses, they would they don't not. Need their names up there. They, it doesn't matter. They would not make that <laughs> mistake. They wouldn't make that mistake. <laughs> that shit's still funny though. Eminem kneeled. Right. Fuck Eminem. Eminem is the the white friend you you bring to your to your. He the he the white friend that black friends have. You break to the party, you know what the fuck he gonna do. You don't. He just get there. What the hell was he doing? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't have to go back 
to watch Eight Mile. You, know, you, you, you had to bring Eight Mile to me, man. Good you didn't. That's dope. Yeah, no, sorry, Chicago was definitely represented in that. In that uh, Joe, in a, in a this is what I saw, Joe. Show. Dr. Drake got on stage at halftime and had a continuation of his fucking divorce party. He brought all his homies <laughs> with him. He had the homie Kendrick who showed up with the Meteor Man Village, the Golden Lords. They start playing them boxes and shit. High ticket box. I'm like, Joe, what's going on? Then you got Snoop over here moving in super slow motion. High as fuck. I don't know what the hell Snoop was doing. I'm looking, love you, Uncle Snoop. You, you, everybody, Uncle. I don't know what you was doing. You got uh, <laughs> Eminem just wilding out. Anderson Park is the little homie that he just happy to be there. He don't drop. He saw all teeth for Anderson Park yeah. <laughs> all the time. And Dre, yeah, Dre has his chest out. He like, I'm divorced. It's a good time. He pointing the shit. He he's pointing to you, bitch. Yeah, he's pointing to you. He divorced I'm your ass, goddammit. Oh, little Auntie Man. Look here, Auntie Mama Monet showed up mm. from Power Book. Mm. And she made everybody She the best Mary J. Blige impersonation It was broke For all 50 Look I forgot about 50 50 look here <laughs> You can't trick us bro Upside down Or right side up Boy your ass is fat <laughs> You eating good I ain't mad at you hey, But that was, that was a good optical trick though man He took us They took us back To an era of music we love yeah. we, we celebrating the party too man So I can see The 60 year olds like Eh I don't, I don't fuck with this I can see the 20 year olds like What is this Us Us and that always like Yeah this is my jam I didn't like I, it I got a playlist somewhere It was it was, actually, it was regular It was regular You gotta respect the balance They tried to bring to the Super Bowl I, That's what I say I think that Doing that Was very intentional When you think about Again the climate that we're in and they're supposed we to blame Jay Z. It's okay. No, it is. It they is. set them up to get some more money. It is. That's that, why they did it for free. That's a real thing, right? <laughs> but it's bigger than that, right? So they did that to, in my opinion, to cover up this lawsuit. the The fact that they have no black coaches, right? The fact that they have no black they got, ownership. They got lovey. They brought Lovey back yeah, to the shout, shout, shout out to Lovey Shout out to Lovey right? back to the But it's, it's bigger than that, though. Like this is what people don't see. So like, fuck it. All right, we'll give them a hip hop concert. For 15 minutes And they, they'll shut up They did that post Kaepernick When they said Jay Z's going to represent You guys When it comes to Entertainment at halftime And you know These initiatives That need to be uh, Force fed To the public About the black community And relations between The NFL and the black community I thought the halftime show Was a slick Rollout Because after After the Super Bowl Mary dropped the next day uh, Snoop dropped the next day. No, it's, Dre it's had business. singles it's Before business. You, know, you understand like that I understand I totally that I ain't mad. mad I totally get I ain't mad at all That's why they did it for free <laughs> yeah, people don't yeah. know that though. Yeah, they don't know. Man, people don't if know they would have asked me to do it to be on the stage, that's the one of the, the biggest this, stage that ever happens. What so, was you done on stage? Huh? They asked Larry Roberts Jr. to be on stage. What was you done? To get I would cut some hair, then I would play the drum, <laughs> uh, then I would play the keyboard, and I would did everything. I would sing. I would did it all. Right. They look at that's dope. Because yeah, because it, it's not about it's, it can't always be about the the paycheck. It can't always be about the dollar. You mm. got to make a sacrifice somewhere, somewhere, shape, form. I'll talk that shit. Yep, absolutely. Fair enough. In the in the same vein of sports, um, we've talked about our girl Shakari Richardson. Free, free, and, my, free my love, my love and girl, all man. the hate that she got when she smoked and they didn't let her run. And then here you go, you have Shay Whitey out of Russia. She gets drug tested, tested positive, and they still allowed her to compete. They absolutely did. It's always black and white, and this is a this is the problem that I have because no matter what they give you, it's the dollar. Right? That's horrible. It's terrible. It it's horrible. Her name was Camilla Villieva. Like, like that stuff, man, I, I literally, I, I shake my head to that stuff, man. You know, I mean, and I try and stay off of things like that, but I just think that it's unfair, and it makes me feel a way because I know what I've had to endure and what I had to go through in business. And it shouldn't be black and white because if they really want to tell the truth about it, you know what I'm saying, we built this We built this country. Whole country. You, will, you know what I'm black saying? Black America for we, real. We, we had all the inventions. You know, they, they threw us pig guts and what we do out of them. 
Maybe chili. chitlins, man. Yep. Love you know, them. They, they, they ate all the greens. They ate all the greens out the pot. And what do we do? We had pot liquor and we made some hot water cornbread and we had a meal. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So no matter what they tried to do to keep us down, they couldn't keep us down. But they still yet continue to try and do it. Hit this young lady. You know, she shouldn't have been doing it, but right. she was smoking a blunt or whatever and just kind of grieving over her mom. But this this lady intentionally used the drugs yes. that about would help it. Enhancing her, drugs. Enhance her, but it was okay. You know right. what I'm saying? So I understand Shikari feeling the way she felt. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I love Shikari. I have no hate, no shape her because my daughters are about her age, a little, little younger. Right. And my my oldest really looks up to her. Yeah. Right? This is your new hero. Yep. I don't have no problem with you being yep. flashy, your weave, your nails, do your thing. You out there do a job and you smoke him, motherfuckers, right. on that track. Yeah. Right? So, you know, it's, it's not always about the look. It's about the product. Yeah. This is the common tale of the ever everlasting double standard, man. Like your parents told you when you were younger, don't go to the interview and be like everybody else. You got to be better than everybody else when you're going for the same job that someone white, Asian, or Hispanic is going for. You got to, you got to be the best. You know why? Because America's full of double standards. And it comes to find out this lady, this lady, this young lady, the Russian figure skater had two other drugs in the system. She lied about one. Lied on her. Gra- Who lied on grandpa? Well, I lied my grandma. My grandma died about five times <laughs> to get out of work school. Let me, let me shut the fuck up. Let me be an honest man about that shit, man. You know, but she lied on her grandfather. She took her grandfather medicine. Then it came back that she didn't. And she took two more medicines, you know what I'm saying? And the dope agency said, well, if this medicine and this medicine do the same thing, why were you taking both of them? But they knew she was lying. Let her compete anyway. Shikari, we feel you, girl. She was on something. I will break you. Sorry, Grandma. Okay, but you got me a lot of work at school. That's interesting, man. You know, I, I, I hate that we're here. And it's it's magnified because, obviously, it's Black History Month. Right. And, you know, I, I celebrate black excellence. Year round. Year round. Um, I was telling uh, Larry off camera. That I gave you black excellence on show. So it's a segment on show because these people aren't highlighted, whether it's in Chicago or wherever. And they're instrumental. They're very instrumental in what they do, right? And I read your story, I saw your story, and I said, damn, this brother is for real. Oh, man, I really appreciate it. Like, that. no, like, I'm dead ass. And again, it's, it's, it's inspiring, right? Your story is super inspiring. And I'm glad that, you know, we are here today to even just talk to you about it. But a lot of people don't know that. Like, who has a barbershop in Walmart, bro? But see, I had to go through it, though. People don't understand. Let's talk about I it. I believe that shit, right? I had to go through it. You know, um, I, always, I have things that I always say. Um, I talk about, you know, gift and character, man. We have to be careful that we don't allow our gift to take us someplace that our character can't handle. And Ooh. even hmm. though I knew that I was uh, made for this, but uh, my character wasn't ready to handle the gift that God had given me, right? So I also say, you know, that goes along with that in conjunction. We have to go through in order to get to, but it's how you deal with what you go through that determines how you come out. Well, um, I went through a lot of stuff that didn't feel good, right? So cutting hair for 36 years, this year I'll be celebrating 30 years being in business, and a lot of people think that I just arrived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clap, clap for that. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. People people think that I just arrived. You know, they Mm -hmm. see what I've done and what I've achieved, and they think that I just arrived, not knowing that, man, I dealt with suicide. I didn't want to live at one point in my life because I thought that God hated me. I thought I did something wrong. It's like, what did I do so wrong that, you know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs, I don't do this, I don't do that. You know, a little fighting and a couple of women I had. You know what I'm saying? Just a couple, handful. Nobody's perfect. It's okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? A basket. <laughs> you a, you a buffet. Said, you but, said that's okay, but, fast as hell. <laughs> but, but, but that was my thing, though, right? right? So I'm thinking that, like, I'm this good guy, so why aren't all of the things I'm wanting coming to me right now? I wanted it now, right here. I also talk about, like, the microwave day age, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys are old enough to know, man. You get some pizza that you had from last night, and you warm it up today. 
people do. What's the first thing you do? Pop it well. Man, my microwave, right? But I'm old school. Oven. Oven, oven that's for sure. It. But see, <laughs> sure. the microwave, the microwave, you can get it about two, three minutes, right? Right, it's ready. The cheese gonna be stuck to the plate. It's mm-hmm. gonna get hard. The bread, the crust gonna, bread be gonna be soggy, right? Yep, there you go. But if you just take a little longer, preheat that oven. Ten put minutes. Some aluminum foil on it. Aluminum foil. Oh, spray that. Spray, spray that pan on it. You know what I mean? Cornmeal, bro. Man, Ooh, old school. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and and your pizza tastes like it did yesterday. Yes, yesterday. But we don't want to wait for that. I didn't want to wait for that. Okay. I wanted it right here and right now. But knowing what I know now, I'm glad I had to go through it because had I not went through it, I might have gotten it early on and messed it up, you know, and been trying to chase it and get it back now. When you went to that place, you know, of being depressed, it's it's a topic that we don't talk about enough in our community. I can't speak for other communities, but in the black community, we don't talk about it enough. What was the... What was the red flag for you to say, hey, enough is enough, man, you know, uh, I got to get up, get out, I got to get some outcasts, get up, get out and get something, you know, because I got to do better. I'm not going to sit up here and let my life just flatline like this. Well, see, what, what took you out of that? Well, see, I covered it up well, right? Okay. So I was that person who, like, I'm an early bird, man. I, I used to start cutting in the barbershop at 4 o'clock in the morning, right? Damn. So I'm in a barbershop 4 o'clock in the morning, cut between 25 and 38 heads. That's my story. Most heads I've cut in one day was 48 heads. Sometimes I wouldn't get How, how much a head? Huh? How much a head? 20 bucks a head Pause. back in the day. But when I first started, haircuts was only $10. You know what I'm saying? Right. But they end up being $20, $25, man. So I was making six figures as, you know, 19, 20, 21-year-old making six figures. That's a grind. Right. But I didn't know what to do with the money, right? Okay. That's why I wasn't I wasn't ready for where God was wanting to take me, right? Right. So at the end of the day, man, I dressed it up well. I could, I could get up, put my cologne on after I shower, put my clothes on, drive in a nice car, Go to church. I was never late. I'm everywhere on time. I served my clients. I did everything I need to do, and I would come home and be balled up in depression, mm. in darkness. Right. I would call people and tell them, "Hey, man, I need your help. I need you to help me." But they didn't believe it because I wore it well. You wore it well. They didn't you believe go. it because I still You're drove a, a nice guy. car. Right. See? They didn't believe it because I still had my business. They didn't believe it because I still showed up at church on the drums and on the organ and smiling and treating everybody. Fucking that snare up. Right. <laughs> but coming home. And man, I would be in depression. You know, I would be depressed, man, and nobody believed it. So, um, but I went and got help, man. And when I went and got, oh, help, you weren't afraid to go get help. No, I wasn't afraid to go. See, get there's help. a stigma about I to, reaching out for help but too, I used though. To fight a lot too, so I wasn't ducking nothing. You know what I'm saying? To catch your oh, side. you wanted all smoke, huh? I wanted all of it. But I'm a Taurus. I'm true to my sign. You know what I'm saying? So okay. I was that one who used to punch punch windshields out with my fists and punch my rear view mirrors down and put holes in the wall with my fists. I punched concrete, made my hands blue, black, and purple. I kicked. Kicked a steel garbage can and almost broke my toe. Him mad. Him mad. Damn. But, but the place that it came, so people took my meekness for weakness because I was a church yeah. boy. You know what I'm saying? Right. And because they feel like I was a church boy, they felt like they can try me, but I had to show them they couldn't try me. I threw clippers at people. You laid hands the other way, huh? Every way. Every way. There you go. <laughs> if I played chess and lost, I would pick up the pieces and... Step on all of the, the king and queen, the major piece, because, you know, they would use pennies and stuff for the pawns. But, you know, I would step on the king and queens man. and the good pieces. So right. You know, that don't look right. You know, you using a penny for a, a rook or a queen or something. <laughs> and then when they bought the pieces that was too hard for me to step on and break, then I would take them in my arm and throw them out in the middle of the street like this. So the cars can run over. Note to so, self, don't know, play no, don't play no game. Yeah, yeah, I'm, play, I'm playing. I'm playing. No PS3, I got delivered from that. And then he got delivered. <laughs> no, then he got delivered. Had jokes and shit. I feel like if I give you too many jokes, yeah, I might catch it right. I'm okay with that now. I mean, I'm okay because <laughs> I went and got help. You know what okay. I'm saying? Okay. So, um, but I went and got help, man. 
<laughs> so, yeah, so that's how I dealt with it, man. And then, you know, just going to psychiatrists, man, and just kind of sitting down with them and just like, man, like, tell me what's wrong with me. What's happening? What's going on? Right. And just kind of rewinding back, man. And, you know, and I'm, not, I'm not ashamed to say, you know, I got molested when I was a baby. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Sorry, so being molested, I was a, a baby, you know, um, Hey, not ashamed to talk about it. You can't help what somebody do to you as, you right. know, as a baby. But I, it caused me to womanize, and it caused me to kind of, you know, do the things I did with women, you know. Right. But it also helped me to understand other people's lives and the direction that they go in because we're quick to judge people, not really knowing what they might have went through. You see what I'm saying? It gives you a different lens to look through that other people don't have. Absolutely, man. So, you know, I dealt with that. You know, I forgave the person, not knowing that it was even an issue for me. And, right. and I didn't even talk about it until I got older. You know what so, I'm saying? So, quick question. Then. We, we, we have a, a, a Facebook page we talk about. We have adult conversations. Is forgiveness for you or for the other person? Well, mm. forgiveness is basically we, we, should, we should always forgive, right? We I disagree, always, but go ahead. We, we, well, the reason I say we should always forgive <laughs> I'm a Scorpio, is because of, sorry. The fact, because of the fact of we don't want to cut off our blessings. Like, if you if you look at it spiritually and okay. biblically, you know what I'm saying, we just want to forgive because at least my conscience is clear. Right, you don't want to carry no extra weight with you. You don't want to carry no extra weight with you. So forgive because you don't want to block or cut off your blessings regardless of what somebody did to you. My shoulders hurt right now for carrying this weight. I ain't forgiving <laughs> shit. I owe you, buddy. <laughs> no, I hear you, though. But the thing about it is, is that but I feel like where would it get us, though? You know what I'm saying? Not forgiving or holding something against somebody. What, what would, where would it get you except besides stopping you from getting to your next? Blocking your it's blessings. It's holding yeah. you down. You see what I'm saying? And not necessarily just blessings, but if you keep holding on to all of the weight, then it's going to get the you, gonna, you, you get, get weak. It's going to get heavier yep. and heavier That's for true. you to carry. You know what I'm saying? Knees hurt now. So you got to, man, throw it in the seal of forgetfulness. Let it go because at the end of the day, they the ones, if they did something to you, they the ones that's going to suffer the consequences. You Big sleep facts. at night. But they the ones that did wrong and to it's you. eating them as up. As long as I know I ain't doing nothing, I ain't have no business doing. Hey, I'm good. Right. Hey man, I'm good. I appreciate you being vulnerable, man. This is a safe space, and we talk about mental health all the time, right? Um, to the point where I damn near cried on 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 the podcast. Facts. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, it's real <laughs> shit though, right? It's the truth, though, man. Bro, bro, get your hands off me, bro. I'm saying you can cry if you want to. He just said he got hands. It's your party. <laughs> he just said he got hands, didn't he? You said it's your show. Play the thing again. It's your show. You can cry if you want to. Again, I'm I'm okay with that. You will cry too if it happened to you. For sure. No, for sure. Right. I'm a I'm a cancer. I'm a cancer. You know, I wear my my heart on my sleeve. It is what it is. Right. But I can read a room. And when I walked in, I felt nothing but good energy. Right. Period. Right. And and again, I gotta say thank you. Right. But next, I want to actually get into the barber college. And I didn't even realize that. It's financial aid for barber colleges. What? It's and student housing. I didn't know. I didn't know what else though. you want to know? I want you to tell me everything. We're here with the man himself. Shit, let's let's hear it. Let's get it. Well, man, look, I'm licensed in over 22 states with my master license, right? Because, like I tell people, I'm in 2030 already. I'm already preparing mm. for where it is I want to go, right? So, with the barber schools, man, I'm the first person to ever open up a school. The first and only person to have a school inside of Cook County Jail. I've been there for mm-hmm. over 12 years now. Um, I'm in IDJJ, the first and only uh, um, accredited program inside of a state facility. So mm-hmm. I'm in two of those locations. And um, so total, I have seven schools right now. Now, how did how did that work start? Who who did all? I, it was a vision, but who helped you bring it to life? What does it take to even do that? Because we talked about. God and me. Okay. I feel go. that. I feel that. But they, you gotta, there's a team. There's a team. Well, no, you said how did it start? How did it start? Yeah, it started with you. Self-made. For sure. Okay. You know what I'm saying? 
But I, I developed a team. So I wanted to develop a team a long time ago, but not being able to afford to have people to come in to have the team of the magnitude that I needed the team. I had to teach. I had to run the front desk. I had to answer the phones. Mm-hmm. I had to cut mm-hmm. my, my clients. It's like an Eddie Murphy movie, huh? We play all the so characters. <laughs> right, goddamn. Until right. times got better. <laughs> okay. You know? Okay. So I didn't want to have to do everything, but I had to do it. You go to the financial institutions, you ask them to borrow money, they won't let you. $100, they only give you a dollar, dollar. if they give you that, you know. So it's either you go rock with the no, or you go say, no, nah, man, I'm not going to let you tell me what I can't do. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like I got in the situations that I got in, and I had to pull myself up out of it because I wouldn't allow no to be, like, I don't know what no means. Me, yeah, me I don't either. know what no means. Or me I, I can't do it, or I don't know. I don't understand those words. I feel you know like that. So the barber schools and stuff came along, man, and um, I just feel like I took it to another level. But even with having the barber schools, man, like people think, oh, you can just get financial aid. It took me five years to get financial aid. So mm. they throw you out there to see if you can survive first, meaning that your students have to pay out of pocket. I've given away so many diplomas and, and so many transcripts to students who couldn't finish paying their tuition, but I wanted to see them succeed. But I was left with the bag. I was left dealing with all of the bills, all of the pain, all of the suffering, I was left dealing with it because what what, what am I going to do holding on to their transcript and their diploma? Right, you know nothing, what I'm right. But nothing, I had man. to go through all of that to eventually get financial aid, man, and now, like, the sky's the limit. Even though you have to keep it up, like, you have to be right. a good steward over it, you have to keep it up because I get financial aid like a regular four-year university. Okay. So, so I can do it all what is, what is that? What does the barber college look like, start to finish? Uh, Well, with financial aid, you have to meet both Pell Award years. So basically... um. Tuition is seventeen thousand two ninety. We just went up to seventeen thousand two ninety. That's easy work. And um, <laughs> huh? That's easy. Oh yeah, especially we have financial aid. Yeah. <laughs> that boy told me he out here selling birds and, and shit. Then a, <laughs> and then we had a, <laughs> and then we had a GI bill. Um, oh, okay. Veterans, so the veterans, you know, they'll pay for them too. to go to school. So man, we have everything that you need. We give scholarships away. I have a non for profit, so we give scholarships away. Um, little do you guys know what I do in the jail and in the juvenile centers. Um, I do that for free. Mm. Okay. So underwrite it. You don't do it for free. You underwrite we underwrite it. it. Right. Adam has to keep me on task with that. You know, but because Adam's I, a man. Yeah, but we we, un, we underwrite it's my guy. It, right. You know, we underwrite it in order to make sure that you know nobody's left behind, man. So that's cold. Barber school is pretty dope. And then I'm the only barber school that has um, student housing. Um, that's that's so, amazing. You know, I have vans. I have shuttle buses. Um, I have everything you need, man. You know what I'm saying? I have like a staff of between that and Walmart and people that work. For, so we have a staff of close to 40 people that work for us. Mm. People be like for barber school. Yeah. Because of where we're trying to go. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to knock yeah. this joint out of the universe. I mean, cause you got kids. I mean, at the end of the day, college isn't for everybody. No, let's be, let's be honest. Right. You got kids who get locked up early, made a mistake. System didn't do them right. What I'm gonna do. I'm going to go ahead and try and get a job from Shea Whitey, and they're going to look at me crazy because I got a strike. I, <laughs> this is real shit because I got a strike on my record, right? But being a barber, you're self-employed. You can, you can damn near write your own check if you're nice. If you're nice. If you're nice. Now, some can you trash. take a person that has no idea how to cut hair and train them up to be one of the top ones in the shop? I've done it on multiple occasions. Oh shit! You a real boss. I had this guy. I'm not gonna say no names, but Damn. I had this guy. We talking about you, fam. <laughs> his dad. His dad came in and said, "Hey, look, my son want to cut hair. He don't know nothing about cutting no hair. He ain't never held no clippers or nothing. It's like if I come pay this money for my son just before I have financial aid, he was like." Can you teach him how to cut hair? I say, if he willing, if he open to it, then man, boom, it can happen. So his son actually was a 
I don't want to say special, but he wasn't he wasn't a norm. Like he ain't had no swag. Let me let me. Okay, keep, okay. there you go. He ain't had no swag. You know, he ain't keep no nice haircut, and people look at him like. You ain't cutting my hair. What are you doing? <laughs> right. You ain't cutting my hair. He ended up being one of the best barbers I had. He used to eat off the top of the garbage can. Like if somebody throw a, a, a half a sandwich on the garbage can. He's like, man, he on that. He'd pick it up and eat it. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> but yeah, he, he ended up home. having the most clientele. He ended up getting his instructor's license as well. And he ended up being one of the dopest barbers up in there. Because my, he my wanted it. people like that, yeah. You know, and, and like most professions, there are many before you. There may be many after you. Uh Sometimes there are one of ones. You sound like you fit into the class of being one of one because of what you've done and what you're doing and will continue to do. You lay in roots, you know what I'm saying? The tree is only as strong as its roots. A building is only as strong as its foundation. But, you know, a lot of people, and I'm going away with this, I'm, I'm going to bring it right back. People are scared of death because they're scared to be forgotten a lot of times. To me, that's my opinion, scared to be forgotten. What is it about your legacy that you want to be remembered most? From the haircutting to the business to the outreach to the community to teaching to how you've expanded from a shop uh, to being in several facilities and, and places that really, <laughs> I hate to say it like this, barbershops, people wouldn't think barbershops would be or uh, or a uh, trade like this could thrive. What do you think is important? What do you want remembered about your legacy? Um, I think most importantly is to know that we we teach people to become more than barbers. Right. That's what's important to me. Um, you're saying that people think barbers wouldn't be, but the same people that think barbers wouldn't be have to get a service by barbers. Facts. So the president, everybody from the president to uh, to that attorney, to that lawyer, they have to use some type of hair care product. I don't, get, I don't care if they got a bald head. This will never go nowhere. It's economy proof. I don't care how bad the economy get. You go rustle up some money to buy you a hair product, to buy you a shaving Afford kit. Afford a haircut. Get a haircut. <laughs> Buy you some clippers to cut your own hair, whatever that looks like. You have to do something as it relates to this. But it's our postures inside of the shops that make people minimize us, right? Okay. What do I mean oh, by postures? On that one. What do Thank I mean you. by postures inside the shop? When if I'm always on time, I don't show up to the barbershop at 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon, uh-huh. right? On a Friday, why are your gates still on your door and on your windows? At 9 a.m. It's Friday and yeah. not, it's 9 or 10 o'clock. Oh, why, why, you know what I'm saying? Facts. How are you playing music that's degrading to women? Right. Talking about how big somebody mama booty is. Mm-mm-mm. And you have kids and, okay and seniors that. and and, <laughs> and, and women in the shop. So yeah. you want to be able to cut every demographic, a pastor, bishop, politician, uh, celebrity, a kid, uh, your man's wife, who you want to trust that if I send my wife in there, you ain't on no dumb stuff. You know what I'm right. saying? Mm-hmm. You want to make people cool. feel. Then what we don't have, a lot of this new generation, people walk in the barbershop and they just looking at the person like they crazy. How about speak? Good afternoon, sir. There you go, my good man. Good morning, sir. How you doing? May I help you get a haircut? And you don't say to no 60-year-old man, hey, what's up, Joe? What you want to get done? <laughs> right. I love you the don't word Joe. Joe. You don't Damn. Joe him. You right. know what no, I'm no, saying? No, no, no. That's sir. Hey, sir. How you doing, sir? What's his real name, though? Yeah, well, if that's his real name, he's still supposed to say Mr. Like Sir Joe. Sir Joe. Like, my mom would be 70 years old, and my mama still say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. For real? We were taught that, absolutely. Mm. We couldn't call somebody's house and say, hey, man, let me speak to Bobby. Did you ask her how she was doing first? Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that's the teaching that we got when we were right. coming up, man. So if nothing else, man, I feel good about knowing that we taught people to become more than barbers, like to be able to do interviews, to be able to handle your business accordingly, to have bank accounts, to have insurance policies so nobody will have to pass a hat around when you die. Go you fund me joints. Absolutely, I man. Got, I got one now. But Go fund that right now. But we make too much money for that, bro. We way too, too much. much. Money. But they <laughs> Profits are way they up. Can't, they can't count their money because 
when they as they get it, they spend it. You know, bro, man, come in selling. You know, what I'm saying a, a, a pigeon on a stick. You know, and some with some pork and bean juice. You know, <laughs> damn. Deal. That's off Martin, you know. Uh, <laughs> hey, we buying it. Hey, we ain't ate lunch yet. Like, man, come on, let me get that pigeon man with that pork and bean juice on there. You right. know what I'm saying? What's up, Chief? Just fun alone, you know. <laughs> so, at the end of the day, man, you know that's what we do. And then before you know it, we done made three hundred, but we done spent it on them, them fake jeans and them fake ones and them fake and Jordans. All we got is a hundred dollars left. And at the end of the week, we can't on. even pay out. It's wild you said that though. You know that they getting it and spending it because my mind just goes places, man. How did so many people I know? Get this PPP money, and you don't got a fucking snowblower. You still have to break your back with a fucking shovel. <laughs> because, What's wrong with you? You know what city we live in? Because Get of the you fact that, because of the fact that they never, in the first place, they never had the type of money where you know going to buy the stuff that they went and bought with the money. Because the Burberry line downtown used long, to be so long, man. but it ain't long no more. So that's because everybody shop was taking that bad boy. I'm not that PPP money and going to do stuff illegitimately with it instead of taking and building a business right. and doing what they need to Why do. Why you still got a car note? But because they never had you know what it saying? before. So that, that's that's what I mean by gifting character, right? Facts. You know what I'm saying? You ever seen that movie Blank Check? Yes. I, wrote, I love I that movie. Before. I love that movie. I did Blank not. Check. <laughs> so it, 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 it's Tone Loke was in there, right? So mm-hmm. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So short long is, if Shorty had a check and he put a million dollars on there and he was only 12 years old. But Shorty spent the million dollars within about 30 days, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like Brewster's Millions, right? Remember that movie with Richard Pryor? Well, Brewster's Millions, he had he to had spend that, that okay. He had to, that was different. Yeah, he, in order to obtain the $300 million. I, I watched the movie all the time. Loved it. But Blank Check was different, man. So he was 12 and had a million dollars. But then he ran out of that million dollars, and he didn't know what to do in order to obtain that million dollars again. That's I apply that to my life, right? Right. Had I gotten in my early 20s what I was making— and if God had given me everything in my early 20s, I would have been 48 right now trying to get back what I lost because I didn't know how to handle right, it. You know right. what I'm saying? I used to change the rims on my truck like they was underwear. Man, I had a photo blaze. Like, <laughs> 44. Okay, so, yeah. you know, blazers was the hottest no, that was, truck that was shit, day, right? yeah. So I got a blazer the night I graduated from high school. My dad put a red boy around it, man, threw, threw the keys up in the air. was like, congratulations. You've been them, winning them all, yes. Yeah, them offer places was real, but, huh? But see, but what people don't understand, yeah, see, yeah, let's talk about the time. What people don't understand is. Can I just say amen? Listen, what people don't understand is is that, but my dad, what people don't know is that I used to work 40, 50, 60 hours a week in my dad's restaurants, and he didn't pay me a dime when I was a teenager. Mm. Oh, right? free labor. He didn't pay me a dime. And I used to cut hair, and I was in church three, four, five days a week having to get saved every Friday night. All right? <laughs> so, so with that being the case, was in church together people don't know nights. that I graduated on a Friday. My dad bought me that blazer. On that Monday, I used my own money. He was in his name. I used my own money to put the down payment down on the blazer, and I paid my three fifty two fifty seven every month for my own car note. But there people you go. think... But he mm. had, I wasn't old enough to get it in my name. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And then my ties, my grandmother used to get up in church and she used to say, Little Larry is the number one tie pay in church. Then comes me and everybody else. So I paid ties. I was the first one to get up in all of the sacrificial offering lines. I did all of that, man. I, I did all I of never that. got up I in that. I the homeless. I gave my clothes away. I gave my shoes away. I gave my cologne away. I'm not giving some of that stuff away no more. I feel like. <laughs> you know, but I, I'm glad you're talking I'm about that, some. man. Um, get them we. No Lord. We linked up. We, we, we linked up with a brother named uh, Dion, man, from uh, Dion Chicago Dream. Let me go ahead and run his ad, man, because what he's doing in the community, and we're gonna talk about him too. Um, I got to. I got to run his ad for him, man. Food insecurity and hunger is projected to affect millions of Chicago residents this year. Dion Chicago Dream is fighting food issues throughout Chicago land with his Dream Deliveries program. The Dream Team is stabilizing access and quality. To learn more and donate, 
Visit www.deonschicagodream.com or search at Dion's Chicago Dream on all social media platforms. Again, that's www.deons with an S ChicagoDream.com or search at Dion's Chicago Dream again with an S on all social media platforms. Feed families, create community, and fuel hope. Shout out to my man Dion, man. I Shout love out you, Dion. man. Good Squad for life. Shout out to Dion. Uh, Shout out to Dion. You know, for sure. But I, I really think you should get with him. I, I mean, yeah, y'all, y'all helping y'all, in similar ways, man. For real, a Let's lot. Do it. Like he's a he's a really really dope brother. And uh, again, he reached out to us, had him on shows, one of our most viewed and and, and highly listened to shows because our brand matches exactly what you're doing, right? And just to hear your stories, your vulnerability, shit's amazing. So you can continue to preach because I listen to this shit all day. Because can't nobody uh-huh. like Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh. Come on, this ain't no duet. You don't want to smoke. Keep preaching. In the peanut um, gallery. <laughs> I got to give a shout to, uh, this is Black Excellence real quick. I got to give a shout. to you because you are Black Excellence. I am. Appreciate it. I right. am. I am. No, no, oh, we're talking about oh, Brother Larry. Oh, boy. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm, I was sitting to myself. My bad. You here? If you don't give you yourself hit. your own flowers, <laughs> who will? Fuck exactly, you. exactly. Erin um, Jackson. She becomes the first Black woman to win uh, speed skating in the Olympics. That's huge. Again, it's what we do. Right. We take we're the over best at everything. Everything. Once we start everything. doing it, it's over. Period. It's over. Period. Th- then we have the first Black broadcasting team in the NHL. One of the uh, the guys on it. Uh, he played for the Lightning, so it's not too many black folks that play hockey. And then the uh, the co-host, he's been an analyst for at least the last ten years, which is right. I thought was weird, but I was like, all right, cool, you know what I mean. But again, I shouldn't think it's weird, but that's just you how go where you can get the bag, man. If, if yeah. that's your field of expertise, if that's your passion, go talk about it, man. Like ESPN, not to get him any kind of shout out or credibility, but you know they have maybe two black guys that talk about golf, and they love golf. You can tell by the way they fucking talk. Yeah. These guys doing hockey, you can tell they love hockey by the way they talk. Go ahead and do it, man. It's long overdue. <clears throat> we got to stop thinking that some sports, even though it once was this in this country, some sports are for just the good old boys. Man, we are most athletic, I'm highly you, skilled, I'm you all the, this, bro. I'm going to tell you what the issue is. The issue is, is that they don't. So when I went out to school in Rich Central, man, I played hockey. I played soccer. I did badminton. We played volleyball. We had tennis class. We had gymnastics. We had archery. We played Kings Court. We did Every single thing, man. And they taught us they taught us that stuff, right? But what they didn't teach us was is that like back in the day, baseball was one of the highest paying playing yes. sports. It still yes. is. Yeah, it still is. It still right? is, man. And the thing about it is that we dominate in everything, man. So certain things they kept from us and they only wanted us to play basketball, knowing that, man, one out of a million would make the NBA, yep. you know, football, we, we, we run a ball the best. We do everything the best, which yeah. which is why I don't understand, like, how back in the day, man, even in the Jim Crow era and all that kind of stuff, how was it possible that it was okay for us to entertain y'all, but we had to come through the back door? Right. Facts. It was okay for us to entertain y'all. It's a power play. But Y'all sat on this side. Y'all sat on this side. And I ain't prejudiced or racist by a long shot, man. But I just don't understand. I don't get that, bro. I mean, as black, they don't want them to teach critical race theory. So what you want? We've been harping on that. Come on, man. We've been harping on that, bro. Because if they teach that, that means that they had to be held accountable for all the wrong shit. But it's okay. Fuck y'all been doing. The fuck shit y'all been on. But y'all not the ones that did it. Yo, your ancestors did it, so right. it's okay. Teach the hate, man. Are they protecting their legacy then? Their family's legacy. Absolutely. See what I'm saying? And then they don't want. They don't want the. 
because they're continuing doing what they're doing. So what they don't want is for them to know that, you know what I'm saying, they are wrong in what they're doing. Because they're teaching, man, these kids are being taught by their parents. Right. And because they're being taught by their parents, it's like if we teach them what the, the critical race theory is, then they're going to know, man. like, oh, my God, like, we, we, why are we, we doing that? We were because fucked up. They, right. they don't know we the fucked up people. Now. We yep. are human beings. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We bleed the same blood. Facts. You know, it, 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 where's Egypt at? Okay. So if it's in Africa, they made people think, you know, Jesus wasn't white. Hollywood Not did that. Jesus wasn't white. No. He, it said in the Bible his hair was made of what, Adam? Wool. He got a scholar. It was wool. made of wool. So ain't, ain't no, you know, they you definitely get, need that hot comb. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Need that hot comb. He needed Tracy to braid some hair. No, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, man. But it's, it's it's real that you said you went to West Central and you listed up a bunch of sports you played, and, and I was cold at all of them. I believe you, absolutely. You got hands. I believe you. Say less. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, but then you get certain inner city schools where. They just don't offer these programs anymore. No, they don't. They don't. And this is why the park district, which I work at as well, was always so important. But then they start stripping funding from the park district, and these programs start leaving. They, they have football, basketball, and gymnastics at most park districts uh, out west now. You have to go to the Golden Dome to get, like, the boxing and everything else, man. So I wish they would bring back all the sports you listed at Rich Central back to the schools or at least back to the park districts, man. That way these kids— They don't care about that. These sports can have appeal to our youth again. Even though— I prefer to play. I want them to just throw the basketballs out. They'll just play basketball every day. That's what I wanted Absolutely. to do. But, man, they made us do track and field. Yep. They made us do all of that stuff. Man, we had to run miles. We had to sprint. We had to do the whole nine yards. And I appreciate it, but I was up for the challenge. You know, Because we grew up, man, we grew up doing everything. We used to Remember, we used to jump the steps? Yeah. We used to, jump from the, we used to play rock teacher. We used, <laughs> all we used that. to jump from the top of the steps down to the bottom, almost breaking our ankle because we missed the, almost, you know, yeah. hit the step. Back when we didn't get hurt. Man, we, we messed with the girls <laughs> while they played hops. Scotch, we jumped gates. My uncle used to throw us in the. Uh, I grew up in Avalon Park. Throw us in there, like man, I don't throw know what you're gonna pool. do, but yep. you better figure out figure how to it swim. Out. Yeah, it out. We played basketball with the milk crates, with the bike rims. We made a slip and slide out of the blue tarp. That you hear the, the Chicago the, story being told, y'all? Yeah, come on, yeah. you hear the Chicago yeah. story being that, told? Yeah. Hoping there wasn't no rocks up under the blue tarp. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you did your slip and slide with the water hole <laughs> running on there, that shit used to hurt. You had to when you tried to go inside to drink some water. Like, okay, you come in again. You gonna have to stay up in here. Yep. Slamming my screen yep. door, yep. you know, <laughs> or selling the, uh, the the freeze cups, man. He'd be like, "Hey, excuse me, excuse me, the freeze cups done yet?" Candy, candy lady, like, no, they ain't done yet. Well, just give it to me how it is. We had squeeze that out and turn it upside down, man. Bro, man, we had the best era, bro. For sure, we had the for best era sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. We didn't have no goddamn these computer. new babies. We had a computer. Twenty year olds, they don't know nothing. They don't know nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, let me ask you this: <laughs> You got kids? My daughter's twenty seven. She's a celebrity chef. Dope, she Chef Imani Nicole. Shout out to Imani. Who she, uh, who she chef for before? Man, she chef for Tyrese. You put her in the game too, then. Cam Newton. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, she thinks she can cook better than me because cause she got all these degrees, but that don't mean nothing. <laughs> um, Cam Newton, um, um, Teddy Riley, uh, Judge Maybelline. I can go all day long. Shout man. out. Monique Shout and out. Melvin from Myel Organics. Uh, Shout out, man. So then I'm going to ask you. John I, Singleton. I need to talk to her. Let's do it. Set it up. We're going to open up our restaurant. My daughter's very professional. She's on time and prompt, just like me. Love it. So you, oh, that's she a shot. She can cook, too. That's a shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So? <laughs> I was late today, so what? <laughs> I'm not going to no shot. How you start? Yeah, I'm, I'm on bullshit. I'm, I am on bullshit. You see, I'm on bullshit. I'm giving no energy, though. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's all good. Is that so, why we wrapping it up in um three, three, four minutes, five minutes? Is that, is that what you want to do? 
I mean, not really, but the weather's bad. I gotta go. I gotta drive. Like you got an things hour to half. do. Where you stay at, brother? Man, I live way, way, out way in the boom Okay, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> mad you even asked him that. Oh, because for for the nation to hear. I mean, he wasn't going. He wasn't, he wasn't going to answer it. I knew that he's smarter than that. See what I'm saying? You know what I mean? It's all good. So, all right, you got a daughter. I have. I have two daughters. I struggle a lot of times trying to connect with my daughters because I'm from the same cloth you cut from, okay. right? And I know the boy thing is going to happen. You know, you know the the pregnancy thing could happen. Um, what was what was one of the ways that you always connected with your with your daughter? Man, I've been talking to my daughter, man. Like, so I used to be the one who used to get my daughter up in the morning time, get her a shower, get her a bath, teach her, hey, you brush your teeth like this, you wash up like this. This, that, and the other. I would go down and cook her full course breakfast in the morning time. Her mama would have to comb her hair and put her clothes on. Yeah. Um, I cooked dinner for her. Um, I was just everything. When she started getting of age where she shouldn't be around daddy no more without her clothes on, hey, baby, right. you, you, you getting... You got to knock on the door. You, 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 know get, you getting on that age where don't come around me without your clothes on me Facts. anymore. So that changed, right? I would spray my cologne on every day going to school when she get notes, tell your daddy stop spraying all that cologne on you come to school. You, you know, put your cologne on her? Yeah. I, did, I want her to smell good. I'm a cologne fanatic. You know what I'm saying? Get that baby some perfume, but, man. Yeah, when my baby was like, I did. I bought her own Bagari cologne, you know, little kid's cologne. She'll tell you that's why she like she is right now today. And basically, man, when she's like 11 years old, I started talking to her about everything. Yes. Like, never never not talk to me about anything. If you can't talk to your mom and your daddy, then you shouldn't be able to talk to nobody else. Talk to us about everything. And me and my daughter have always been solid like that, That's man. That's wonderful, so My daughter's man. 27 right now, and it's nothing that, that she would ever keep from me. She tell me everything because we came up in that era, man, especially in church where, you know, my mom and my dad, they meant well. My father's the one who had most of the balance. You know what I'm saying? My mom, my mom still don't wear pants to this day. My mom be seven skirts, years old. Skirts and dresses. Oh, the, 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 the long joints? Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, sanctified. They're not yeah. long no more. They got I mean, sanctified they, section they in, the, in the store, okay. too. You know okay, okay, okay. But, um... But at the end of the day, man, like we couldn't question our parents. We grew at up all. There, there was know? no open forum. Oh, you could, no, but you, but you, 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 you gonna get smacked. You gonna get smacked. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. My dad so, hands about this big. Yep. Yeah, so we couldn't question none of that, man. We had to do whatever they said, doing all of that stuff. And I know how it made me feel. And right. I didn't want my right. daughter to experience none of that kind of stuff because one time I talked to another man in the restaurant about an issue that I had, and he told my father about it. And my father was hurt like you would never, ever believe it. He believe said, it. man, you can come to me and talk to you about anything. And, and, and he hung up the phone on me. I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do? But the pulpit kind of made me feel like we shouldn't question and talk to our parents about stuff. I was afraid to talk to my parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm right. glad my dad let me know that. But I never want to have an issue with my daughter, man. So at the end of the day... It's inevitable. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're going to have sex. They're yeah, gonna, for sure. They're going to drink. They're going to, you know, do Experience certain things, life. man. You know, but, and, but that's And that's, baby. that's yep. why I'm, I'm a proponent of having the open forum, right? So when my daughter comes home, like, we just sit around and talk, right? Because now she feels safe to talk about whatever it is without judgment. Right. And then I can I can grab her on the, on the, on the solo. We go out to talk, right. you know what I mean? And I can kind of get her to understand what I was trying to say. Without yelling and, and being abrasive. It took me a long time to get there because I'm from a school of do what the fuck I say. That's just it. Girls, right. the girls don't work that way. You have to be way more delicate and you have to let them talk. Outside of let them talk, again, I'm learning to listen now. I actually listen to my daughters when they talk because a lot of times it's bullshit. But if I <laughs> if I'm listening though. <laughs> Sorry, baby. Right, right. <laughs> but if I'm listening, they know that they can come to me. And at least I have an open ear. But you know what helped me, though? 
because I was sneaky as a mug. And I felt like if I figured out how to get away with it, they no matter would. what I tell mm-hmm. them, they go figure out how to get yep. away with it. Yep. So why do that? Yep. Why I told my daughter, man, if you can't talk to nobody, you can talk to me about anything. I asked her, hey, what's going on with this, that, and the other? But I was great at setting the table, though. I think setting the table was the most important thing. If you just go straight in, then you may right. get some pushback. Right. But I would set the table. Hey, da-da-da-da-da, this, that, and the other, you know, fork, knife, you know, salad, you know, ice cream, cupcake. And then... Right. This is what yep. it is, and it's like, ah, man, okay, dad, yeah, dad, yep. you know what I'm saying? And then made her feel comfortable and talked to me about everything, and, man, that's how we rocked it. That's that's that. really real, man, you know, because parenting is made so much easier once you establish a connection, you know. Like, my son is nonverbal. He doesn't talk. So me and his mom had to figure out a different way to connect with him. Now, her being mom, him being, you know, up under her, because, you know, she's awesome. It's her only baby, my only baby, too, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it was easier for her. Me, I had to find a connection at a, once he got a certain age. He'll be 17 in May. Our connection came through music. Mm. Music like a motherfucker. Now, <clears throat> he comes home from school. I can tell when he had, he's had a bad day. He'll put on something a little more ratchet. And I, I bullshit <laughs> you not. And he'll get the bob in his head. So I, I'll go there. I'll unplug his headphones and see what he's listening to. You know, and we'll listen to it together. I can tell when he's had a good day. No bullshit. He puts on gospel. He'll put his hands up and just start doing it. So I'm looking like, bro, <laughs> you kill him. You go from Gucci to, uh, <laughs> to the Mississippi Mass Choir back in the day. You just go everywhere. But, you know, connecting with your kids is something that I think a lot of kids these days are missing, man. And I wish, you know, if the parents can give it to them, I hope that these teachers can find, can find some kind of connectivity with uh, with these kids. The barbershop, because it's speak easy, the barbers can actually fucking connect with these kids. Or even their friends, man. Don't, don't be afraid. Like, I shouldn't say his name, but Dr. Heathcliff. On that show, now, I'm going to bring it up because, you know, Talk About Cosby came out, came out a, a little while ago. It was funny how his kids' friends would always sit and talk to him, you know, on his show, man. But these kids have to connect with something to feel like something so they can grow to be something, man. Mm. So finding a connection is, is absolutely important. Absolutely. Well, we're not going to hold you, man. This is the Corner Combo, but tell everybody what, how they can get in contact with you, the websites, everything. Um, because what you're doing, man, is... That man, fingerprint is everywhere. You're the first. Everywhere. You're the first that I know of. And if I'm wrong, please correct me. First, last, everything. I'm just gonna everything. say it. I'm just gonna say it, man. <laughs> I love this no, dude. I, I came up with that. I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. First, oh, what's that off Money Talks? <laughs> <laughs> the good old Barry White. Look Barry at the White. bars. Look at the bars. No, I know. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, man. Um, man, I'm Laro. What's up? That's how I get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm in here. You know what I'm saying? Call <laughs> yeah. me. No, but uh, man, you can go to our website, LarrysBarberCollege.com, LarrysBarberMaximus.com. You know, if you need employment, we're here for you. We're taking out your taxes. we doing your Social Security, uh, federal, state. Man, we trying to do everything for you. 401K, we hooking it up for you. You know what I'm saying? Um, but if you want interested in getting in school, and we got a cosmetology school coming, we got a nail school coming, mm. and we have an esthetician school More fingerprints, coming. more and fingerprints. we have more dormitory coming, too. Y'all just stay tuned, man. Like, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, Ooh. and neither what, Adam? Come on, you the scholar, man. And neither have, because I, I don't remember the last part. So I, need you, Adam. I forgot, too. All right. <laughs> I, I knew it. I just wanted you to say it. So, um, but teach man, you, you teach you how to win. I'm on all y'all social. Leave that, that, that silence in there. That's right. No, no that's good. right. So, um, I'm on, I'm on all the social media um, platforms. I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is dope, man. Like it's really dope. Like very professional. LinkedIn is too. It's not used enough. I'm on um, Snapchat. Um, I have. Uh, I love TikTok. Like I hate TikTok, but I love TikTok. Like I hate TikTok because of the fact that TikTok. Oh my god. Like 
Um, I have to turn the volume down sometimes on TikTok. Like, <laughs> the girls, man. What man. you following out here in these streets, man? I'm not man. following nothing. That's what be popping up in my thread. What's going on in your phone, the, the brother? Algorithms. No, it's the algorithms, man. It's the algorithms, brother. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. No. Don't do that. No, no, no. <laughs> I, put right, it, right. I just merely typed in bands and make her dance. And, <laughs> and after that, it was a wrap. It was over <laughs> downhill from that. Yeah, man. But I'm on all of Twitter, all of net um, platforms, man. So I just like to have fun. I like to show people a balance, man. I can put a suit and tie on, kill the game. I can put my lower on, kill the game. I'm a member of the Union League Club, man. So that's a pretty dope organization, man. Adam turned me on to that. So it's very, very um, instrumental and beneficial to me, man. Y'all, y'all, hook, y'all up on that? No, Union no, League you just Club. put me on. We're going to talk off mic. Unless you yeah. want to like, you know, yeah, plug. Everybody can't be members there. That's the only thing, yeah, though. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I feel honored that I was even accepted in, but my daughter just got accepted into Soho House. Dope. Okay. So, Dope. Um, so you know, I go there with her. Yeah, but man, I appreciate you guys having me on y'all show, man. The it pleasure was, very was ours, dope, man. man. I, vibe was pretty. Dope, hey, yeah, you know yeah, man. So Look, this the corner that. convo, episode eighty-seven. Yep. Thank you, brother. What's the number eighty-seven famous for? Oh, uh, Reggie Wayne. I'm gonna give you Reggie Wayne. Reggie Wayne, I right, yeah. bet. Yeah. <laughs>